With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Excited to bring in uh, the one, the only, Joey Helmer, Oklahoma 24-7 Sports. Uh, crazy times, Joey. You and I usually uh, run into each other at a baseball or softball game this time of year, but uh, it's been nothing but uh, covering, uh, I guess, NBA horse. Yeah, this is bizarre, man. I mean, it's it's coming up with anything and everything. And Unfortunately, Trey Young, I, I guess, yeah, tonight, had he won the other night, he'd be He'd be going tonight in the uh, the horse competition, but uh, he didn't get that done against Phillips. And I was hoping he'd go farther in the 2K tournament that he did. I thought he had a chance to win it, too. Yeah, I really thought Trey Young was the favorite on the 2K tournament. And Chris Paul going out as well on the horse tournament. Um, bad bad break for Oklahoma basketball. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of people that uh, were probably tuned in in this state might not be tuned in for the rest of the tournament when uh, you're – kind of hoping those two would win as an Oklahoma. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, let's talk about uh, the Sooners. Um, a lot of things starting to really crank up with recruiting, not having uh, spring football. Didn't seem to hurt Oklahoma as much as far as able to get out and make offers and really kind of generate some momentum. Who would you expect to be Oklahoma's next uh, member of this class of 2021? You know, it's really hard to tell given the uncertainty. And this is – uh, something that's interesting, when you look at Oklahoma's recruiting, and, and I said this um, with someone else um, earlier today, that it, I'm not so sure it doesn't hurt recruiting as much, if not um, maybe more than uh, the team not even being able to practice, given this weekend would be the spring game. And we've seen what Lincoln Riley has been able to do with the spring game and turning that basically into a a second cookout um, to have that event in the summer. But, but uh, there's a lot of really good uh, positive smoke right now around Mario Williams. He's got quite a few uh, crystal balls, a four-star receiver from Plant City, Florida. And he's close with uh, with Caleb Williams as well. And so, um, you know, you look and, man, what a package deal that would be if you were able to get both of those guys. Now, you know, in um... – we, we were talking before we started recording about just trying to find anything to write about these days. And I wrote late last night, Caleb Williams, uh, Mario Williams with the hot dog tweets. You know, uh, there's a third guy in there from Florida, uh, uh, receiver. Um, can you look into that? I mean, Mario Williams seems to be almost a lock to land in Norman. The fact that he's kind of doing that kind of goofy stuff with Caleb Williams, is there, is there something to that? Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it, that's the, kind of the, the name of recruiting these uh, these days, you you know, you get one guy, and and obviously neither of those guys are on board. But you know, you get one guy, and he's good friends with this other guy, and next thing you know, you get package deals out of it. It's all 
that that's as much of a, a recruiting thing now as it is uh, the relationships with the coaching staff because these kids are so connected through uh, social media and uh, Twitter and, and tweeting each other. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, you hope to get this one elite player that's really close with this other elite player in – um, hopefully that could be the case for Oklahoma um, as it has been in some of their uh, previous recruiting classes. Yeah, Christian Leary, the uh, the other four-star wide receiver who was involved in the hot dog tweets, you know, that's that's reminiscent of what Spencer Rattler did, is it not? Get a – get a your, decide where you want to go and then get some top-notch talent around you? Absolutely. And great players want to play with great players, especially um, if you can get a quarterback the, the caliber of Spencer Rattler – you look at uh, all those guys that came in with him, Austin Stogner, Trajan Bridges, Theo Weiss. I mean, just great pass catchers that guys are going to see for several years here now that want to play with a quarterback that caliber. Yeah, so let's let's talk about Spencer Rattler since we kind of turned the page there. Oklahoma not having spring practice. And you had what was allegedly a quarterback competition. People uh, approached that with a lot of skepticism. But let's assume it was a, a real quarterback competition between Rattler and Tanner Mordecai. Not having a spring ball, does that benefit one over the other? It's an interesting discussion, and I think you can kind of look at it both ways. Uh, the people that maybe think it benefits Tanner Mordecai would be uh, those that uh, say he's been in the system a year longer. And this is another semester where Spencer Rattler now doesn't get to practice that extra time and maybe catch up. On the other hand, uh, you look and I tend to believe it maybe favors uh, Spencer Rattler uh, because I think maybe a long, drawn-out competition would have been uh, Mordecai's best case here. Now that's not the case. Now you're looking at uh, maybe a late summer. If the season starts on time, I know we'll get into that in a minute, but uh, but you're looking for maybe a late summer and a uh, fall camp type thing where uh, if Spencer Rattler already had any kind of edge, it'd be tough for Tanner Mordecai to overtake him. Yeah, and is it, you know, we talked about this uh, quite a bit on our podcast. It, it seems to me going into this thing, I mean, some people say you, you can't look anything into the Peach Bowl, but the fact that it was Spencer Rattler who came in in garbage time, you know, it, I look at this as – Tanner Mordecai has more to prove than Rattler. It's almost like it's Rattler's position to lose and therefore not having spring hurt, uh, hurt Mordecai. And from my perspective, you, you, you know, I feel like you, you're saying that's accurate. I completely agree with that. hundred percent. I think that uh, we, you can look and we're so interested now, aren't we? That had Oklahoma got that first down to actually see if Tanner Mordecai was going to come into the game because uh, you have to take Lincoln Riley at face value that that's what was going to happen. In the same sentence, I believe that Rattler came in first there for a reason. And, uh, and you'd be hard-pressed to convince me otherwise. Uh, I do believe he uh, is the guy leading this race if I was to pick one of the two. So it'll be interesting to see, though. I was, uh, as everyone else, very much looking forward to how those two would perform this spring. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, other guys, you look at chemistry, we talked about Spencer Rattler and Theo Weiss and all those receivers that he came in with. There's already chemistry there, is there not, for those guys? Yeah, there's, there's built-in chemistry. We talked about the opening, and uh, those guys were close before even that event, but you could tell it was almost like the, they were already on campus with Oklahoma at that point. And so th that's something uh, when you talk about 
Oklahoma offensively here? Well, people say, well, they, you know, Jalen Hurts, uh, it was out, outstanding last year, the year before. Uh, you had Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield before that. Well, where's Oklahoma going to be offensively? Well, they have quite a bit of chemistry built up already, even though uh, they're going to have a, a new quarterback. Yeah, and, and you know, Oklahoma, one thing that needs to be talked about is the offensive line is going to be much better from the beginning of the season this year. Right? That was a group that uh, came together last year. They played pretty well, but Lincoln Riley has talked about uh, how he wanted better play there. So this is going to be an offense to me that I, I'm not going to have a ton of question marks around. You look in the backfield, they're loaded there too. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. It, I think uh, Spencer Rattler, if he is a guy, he'll be fine though. And same for Tanner Mordecai. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You listen to the Sooner Nation podcast, uh, the online podcast for Heartland Sports. Heartland-sports.com is where you can find us. Our special guest right now, Joey Helmer, 24-7 Sports, particularly the Oklahoma Sooners version of 24-7 Sports, does an outstanding job covering Oklahoma. And we're talking football right now. And, Joey, I'm going to ask you a question that's kind of off script, but it's not going to be difficult, okay? So don't, don't, uh, don't panic on me. Um, NFL draft next weekend, first player from Oklahoma off the board, CeeDee Lamb or Kenneth Murray? I'm going to go C.D. Lamb. I just think you look and, man, there's some great receiver talent in this draft and especially early. Uh, but <laughs> you look and I, I think all the projections have him uh, very, very close to the top ten, uh, if not maybe in that top ten. Uh, I, I selfishly am a Kansas City Chiefs fan, as you know. I do not want him to go to Oakland or Denver. I think he'll be outstanding in either destination. Uh, but, yeah, you got uh, Ruggs right there, a couple of Alabama guys, Jerry Judy as well, and then C.D. Lamb. Those three are all going to be really high draft picks. And Kenneth Murray, I think, for sure, is going to go in the first round. Well, our friend Chris Plank, I know he definitely disagrees with you on the, on the, uh, the Raiders standpoint. He'd love to see uh, both – either one of those guys, if not both, in the silver and black. Football, I mean, this, the, with the COVID crisis, there's all kinds of rumors, all kinds of talk, all kinds of speculation. And really at this point, I don't think you can call it anything other than speculation, but how do you see the 2020 season shaping out? What's the best case scenario and what's the most realistic scenario in your opinion? I think everyone has their own opinion on this. We've seen the, the, the wide uh, array of opinions. I was not surprised. Uh, I, I thought it was very serious based on, um, some conversations that I had had with uh, people, me medical experts. Um, I, I expected there was a chance that a lot of stuff was going to get canceled. And I was trying to um, warn people of that possibility as unlikely as anything like that ever would have seemed, but um, obviously the right move. Uh, in saying that, I think uh, there's certainly a chance that this season could start on time. We're talking four and a half, uh, five months down the line here. And that's a whole lot of time for uh, people in the medical industry to figure stuff out. And these are the smartest people in the world that can figure a lot of things out. So 
Uh, we'll, we'll see. I think everything is on the table. You know, you could see a shortened season. Uh, I think it's more likely that you see a season in the spring uh, compared to a short season in the fall. And, and I, I certainly am hopeful, though, that things will start on time. And uh, we, we will know, I, I believe, uh, the outcome of what is maybe going to happen by June 1st. That's kind of the date in my mind that I think uh, they're going to kind of start to publicly announce things. Golf being back in June, though, is a good sign. Okay, so taking, taking the journalistic viewpoint out of it, just as a fan of college football, would you rather have football on time, kicking off the first weekend in September, with no fans in the stands, but able to watch it on television and interact that way, or would you prefer to have a spring season uh, where fans can – they would pick, in my opinion, they would pick football over, you know, March Madness. But which, which, would you, which way would you rather go with that as a you fan? have the fans in the stands. Have to have the fans in the stands, in my opinion. And that was something I, I guess I didn't address, that that's another possibility. You could have all the teams be tested in – uh, obviously, no fans in the stands this fall. Uh, it could start on time. It could be a couple weeks late. That's another possibility here. Uh, but I think uh, that, that this is college football in college athletics. And I think we have to separate it from professional athletics, uh, that this is an entire uh, student experience. And you can play pro uh, sports without fans in the stands. I believe that. I think you can do that. College, you know, you're talking about um, students being on campus and going to class. They have to be able to go to class as well. So uh, this is a bigger thing than just talking about college football. To me, you can't, you can't say, hey, we're going to have you back on campus having class and not let you go to football games. And so uh, to me, pl playing in the spring makes uh, more sense if you're going to narrow those, narrow those two scenarios down. Well, Joey, you guys at 24-7 Sports, in my opinion, you're the best in the business when it comes to uh, recruiting and, and looking at where recruits are, are, are most likely going to land. I want to close out by talking about Caleb Williams because everyone has their attention on him. Um, but before we do that, hit us up. Tell us where they can – where can people find your content? How can they follow you on Twitter and so forth? Sure. Uh, you can follow all of our stuff at OUinsider.com. We're going to have a, a special piece, I know, uh, Sooner fans um, are, are going to be watching glued to the TV with the, uh, the 56 and the 61 varsity alumni game. And actually, before that, interestingly enough, I was set to uh, bring out a bunch of all-decades teams, and we're going to start uh, with the 50s, and we're going to do an all-decades team over the next week. So you can read all of that on our site, and then I'll be tweeting it out at my Twitter handle, at JoeyHummer247. All right, Joey, Caleb Williams, um, is it really down to five schools or is it not just two? Yeah, I think at this point you're looking at um, a few schools here. And Oklahoma has to feel very, very good with where they're at among those schools. If, even if there is a top two at this point, uh, you'd have to feel like Oklahoma. Uh, if, you're, if you're trusting our crystal ball, and you should, 90% uh, <laughs> of the predictions have him to Oklahoma. So, um, it, it, how, what does it say about Lincoln Riley, though, uh, that he loses Brock Vandegrift and, and immediately says, hey, I'm going to go get in on a guy that's not only another great quarterback, but higher ranked quarterback 
in a guy that is number six now in our latest rankings uh, on Wednesday. But I think as the season goes, we go into the season, he could certainly will be a top five prospect. All right, so um, I, I've been saying, um, again, so you're the expert, so you can shoot me down or you can affirm me here. I, I've been saying it's down to LSU and Oklahoma. Oklahoma is the choice. Uh, I've been saying that since right, as, right around the time he released his top five, but my opinion is he's got to play this out because of the Sports Illustrated blog. Is that sounds remotely accurate? I don't think you could be too far off there, you know, and I, I like uh, the two that you have in, in your top two. I feel, again, already reiterate, um, based on our uh, experts and their predictions are, are really good. And uh, typically, we don't mess these things up. And uh, so there, there's reason for Oklahoma fans maybe to be optimistic about this recruitment. And, man, again, the job that Lincoln Riley is doing, overall recruiting. Uh, we, we talk about defensively the uptick in prospects that uh, they're landing now. Um, obviously, tough news uh, with uh, a guy committing to Ohio State you would have liked to have. But uh, overall, really, really solid job since he's taken over. Okay, well, we talked about Mario Williams uh, the, and Caleb Williams. Give me one more guy to, that Caleb Williams might get to, to come with him to Oklahoma. Who's one more guy Oklahoma fans should be looking at? Yeah, uh, it's tough. You, you're kind of looking. And, and I don't know if I can necessarily narrow or pinpoint uh, one guy that I'd like to zero in on right now and, and say, if you will. Right. But uh, suffice to say that they are uh, definitely <laughs> – Oklahoma is definitely working on a number of guys that uh, they can pull in. All right, Joey Helmer, OU Insider, 247sports.com. Joey, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, man. Stay healthy, and uh, hopefully we'll see you out and about sometime soon. Hey, you stay healthy, too, and hopefully for everyone out there, um, they are uh, self-quarantining uh, and listening to the stay-at-home stuff because uh, I caution uh, to tell people that uh, th this really sucks. There's no doubt about it, but if we want college football like we're used to having it, we, we got to stick to it, guys. We okay. really do. All right, Joey, best of luck to you, man. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Thanks for having me on. See you, brother.